Welcome to Leaves That Blew Away the Serials, where we retell stories from the Bible simply, without much in the way of application or commentary. I'm your host, Todd Allen. So let's dive into the text. We're in Judges today, chapter 6. One day the angel of God came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizrite whose son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress, out of sight of the Midianites. The angel of God appeared to him and said, God is with you, O mighty warrior. Gideon replied, With me, my master? If God is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the miracle wonders our parents and grandparents told us about, telling us didn't God deliver us from Egypt? The fact is, God has nothing to do with us. He has turned us over to Midian. But God faced him directly. Go in this strength that is yours. Save Israel from Midian. Haven't I just sent you? Gideon said to him, Me, my master? How and with what could I ever save Israel? Look at me. My clan's the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the runt of the litter. God said to him, I'll be with you. Believe me. You'll defeat Midian as one man. That night this happened. God said to him, Take your father's best seven-year-old bull, the prime one, tear down your father's Baal altar, and chop down the Asherah fertility pole beside it. Then build an altar to God, your God, on top of this hill. Take the prime bull and present it as a whole burnt offering, using firewood from the Asherah pole that you cut down. Gideon selected ten men from his servants and did exactly what God had told him. But because of his family and the people in the neighborhood, he was afraid to do it openly. So he did it at night. That's Judges 6, verses 11 through 16, and then 25 through 27 in the message version. The night had fallen cool and dark around them. The town was still and quiet. The townspeople long since tucked in for the night. But a small group of men stood silently together in the gloom, awake and prepared. In their hands they carried oversized axes, sledgehammers, and shovels. Gideon stood staring at the stone altar and the fertility pole in silence. His father's prize-winning bull waited next to him, sniffing the air then pawing at the damp ground, nuzzling the long green grass with his nose, snorting every so often at the gathering early morning dew. The men all waited on Gideon. The tallest branches of the great oak stood out against the sky behind him, but Gideon didn't turn to look. The memory of the glowing man from earlier that day was bright and clear in his mind. He needed no reminder. He had been threshing wheat in his father's winepress away from the prying eyes of Midian's spies. The hordes came regularly, sweeping through the villages and stealing everything of value they could find, including grain for flour, oil for baking. They killed or enslaved any who dared oppose them, and many of Israel's beautiful daughters had been taken back to Midian to fates even worse than those left behind to starve. Gideon's throat and eyes were caked with wheat dust when he finally emerged from the wine press back out into the cool, fresh air, and he could barely see the world around him until he washed his face and head with water from the nearby well. 
He drank his fill as he washed, and his throat finally cleared, and he breathed deeply again. When he spoke, it was to curse the Midianites in the name of a god who had forgotten his own people. He hadn't noticed the man sitting under the oak tree until he spoke. God is with you, mighty warrior. The voice was clear and deep, and seemed to rumble and echo off the surrounding hills. But Gideon was in no mood for fairy tales after a long day spent breathing in wheat dust in a wine press. With me, my master? If God is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the miracles and wonders our parents told us about when God delivered them from Egypt? The fact is, God has nothing to do with us. God has left Israel and turned us over to Midian. Then the man stood up and moved close to Gideon. He seemed taller now and his face and clothes suddenly shined like the sun coming out from behind a cloud. The man looked at Gideon, and his eyes turned to hardened steel. Go in the strength I have given you. Save Israel from Midian. Haven't I just sent you? Fear and awe blossomed in Gideon's heart. This was no mere mortal now facing him. Me, my master? How can I save Israel? He sighed and hung his head. Look at me. My clan is weak, and I'm the smallest and the youngest of all my family. How can I save Israel? The shining man reached out and touched Gideon's shoulder. Gideon raised his eyes to look at him again, and finally he understood. The God of all creation, in the form of a man, spoke again. My son, I'll be with you. At that moment, light and power like he had never imagined blazed out from the shining man, and Gideon felt a fire inside his own body. Believe me, favored one, you'll defeat Midian as one man. It was impossible, of course. Of all the soldiers in Israel, he was an afterthought, the least likely to succeed. Even his own father had advised him to stick to farming. But in that moment, under the oak, he found he believed anyway. The faith he couldn't find on his own had been given to him, and for one brief moment he saw it all. The Midianites spread out over the countryside, thousands upon thousands, swords glinting in the morning sun, slaughtering each other, and Gideon and his band of men chasing after them, killing them all, an entire valley soaked in Midianite blood. The vengeance of a jealous god, finally poured out. Standing with his men in the moonlit shadow of the fertility pole, Gideon remembered the vision and the god who had spoke to him. His hand gripped his axe harder. His eyes turned to steel like his lord's before him, and the spirit of the living god came on Gideon. Holy rage engulfed him as he raised his axe high. God will be worshipped again in Israel. His voice rang out in the darkness. His enemies will flee from his fury. Destroy it all. Then Gideon swung his broad axe against the fertility pole. Shards of wood flew, and the violence of a holy God had begun. God would require more faith from Gideon before it was over. But first, the altar to a false god must be destroyed and a new altar rebuilt. And before the sun rose the following day, smoke would fill the sky and the town would wake to the smell of burning flesh and find that overnight a mighty warrior had risen in their midst. 
the god they thought had forgotten them was on the move once more. Thanks for joining me today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope if you did that you'll let me know and click subscribe. We drop these about once a week. In addition, I have the main Leaves the Blue Away podcast, which is a longer podcast, frequently co-hosted with my friend Will, where we explore whatever's going on in the culture and and stories and, and everything else. And check out the book, Leaves the Blue Away on Amazon, a collection of my own stories. I think you'll enjoy it. May God bless you as you go through your week. Thanks again for joining me. Have a great day.